Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 191, moving closer and closer to that 200 mark. Today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 8, titled A House is Not a Home. The description reads... The rift between Rock and Canaan grows, and Canaan seeks comfort elsewhere. Marvin lays low, waiting for the consequences of his actions to blow over. Rock sees the dark clouds on the horizon. So y'all already know how we do over here. We about to get get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will play the trailer and then play a sleeper in my Joe Budden style shout out to the pod father, Joey. This episode was a 10 out of 10. It was straight fire. And we starting to see how Jukebox became Jukebox. And we starting to slowly see Kanan become that villain Kanan that we seen in the original Power. As always, if you need to get in touch with me, Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. If you need to hit me up, for any recap request, all you have to do is inbox, DM, or email me. I will get your recap request out within a week. If you have any brands or any businesses you need me to shout out, all you got to do is hit me up. I will shout it out for free. I support who supports me, and I love whom loves me. Free of charge, all you got to do is hit me up. I will shout your brand, your business, or anything you have going on, or I will get a recap request out for you. With that being a TV show, a movie, a documentary, or a music album. Speaking of music, my music ears, they long range. So make sure you check out my playlist exclusively on Spotify. Type in Shanice Loves. It will take you to my playlist, and I have every genre. I will be having a marathon next weekend where I will be on all next weekend because the TV show You comes back on Netflix. So like we did last year, we will be having a You marathon. We'll watch a few episodes and break them down maybe two or three at a time. So that will be fun. I really enjoyed doing that last year. They released the trailer. It comes on next weekend. So I hope you guys will kick it with me for that. If you guys watch Big Sky, I released my recap for that out earlier. Big Sky is a different, it's a different show, um, but it's really, really good. It's different. Um, It comes on ABC, so I got that recap out earlier. So enough of me rambling. Let's get into the show and talk Raising Canaan. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one.
Outside. Shout out to 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, the GOATs, the GOATs, the GOATs. Shout out to Courtney Kim, the whole entire power universe doing the damn thing. So, this episode opens up. We got Dominique crawling in the hospital, talking about I'm dying. Everybody gets to looking, his bloody ass falls down. Then, we go to the building. And we got our girl Rock knocking on Palamore's nasty ass door. Like, bitch, open this damn door. <laughs> this Kane and Stark's mother. <laughs> so she she opens the door. She tries to play hard at first. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Rock, like, bitch, stop lying. I asked about you. And Kanan ain't the only little teenage boy you done been with. Stay away from my son. And you only get one more, one warning. It won't be no more. <sighs> Rock pulls that pistol out. Puts it to that hoe's head. And we got nosy, came, um, nosy um, famous lurking. Rock walks out so cold with it. Y'all know I love me some Rock. Rock is a straight boss. Rock walks out. We got the music playing in the background. She see famous nosy ass. She like, go to school. <laughs> Man, that opening scene was fire. And then we go to the next scene. We got Unique and Marvin. They talking. Unique tells them, you needs to be worrying about the nigga that got away in a you know, home invasion. Because... We both know he ain't dead until a body show up. Marvin tries to play it cool at first, lights up that cigarette, kind of chuckles it off, but Marvin is shook because he know he done messed up. So we go into the next scene, and we got Kanan at the bus stop. And Scrappy Mama pull up like a gangster. I mean, she did that Yui and turned around. She got, <laughs> she got the music banging. And she gives him a message for Rock. She like, look, um, Scrap said you was a good dude too. But you need to tell your mama, she need to handle this. She let whoever killed my son, they just out here acting like shit is sweet. She need to handle it. He was too loyal to her. And if she don't handle it, I will. She pulls off. She got the music bumping. Put your guns in the air. <laughs> Scrappy mama gonna end up being a problem. I can guarantee it. She gonna end up being a problem. She already a CI. She know her son ain't kill herself. So scrap mama gonna be a problem. They ain't got her, they ain't bring her into the picture for nothing. And they ain't got her, you know, being shown as a CI, working with the other detective and her pulling up on Kanan out of nowhere. So we get into the next scene. Now this scene was something. This scene was definitely something. Jukebox looked so pretty. 
She was running to her mom's house. She looked beautiful. She's happy to be going there. She wants to know what Kenya wants. She's missing school to go see what Kenya wants. But this was nothing but an ambush. But before we seen what happened, it cut to the next scene. And we go to Lulu and crazy ass Zisa. They meet up in the parking lot ramp with the DJ Mo. Remember, DJ Mo was supposed to be playing a song. Luden paid him good money. He ain't spent not one record of theirs on the radio. So he goes to talking shit, making little comments about Zisa coming up to the studio to prove she worth putting them, you know, putting a song on the radio. And goes, you know, running his mouth. He runs his mouth so much, the loop puts a pistol in his mouth. And Zisa gets to cracking up laughing. I said, Zisa ass, don't nothing phase Zisa. I, I like Zisa. I like Zisa. She walk in on crown, getting choked out. She like, so what's next? You know, the Jamaicans roll in while they getting it in. And she like, we ain't going to finish. Don't, it's, child. Zisa don't nothing phase her. Zisa got the laughing, that little devilish laugh. You know, he still got the pistol in his mouth and Lou all calm. He's like, I'm going to play the song. I'm going to play the song. So we go into the next scene. Now, I must admit, <clears throat> I must admit, this scene, it kind of went back and forth. So um, at this part, this was a very hard part to watch. And I grew up in church. Grew up in church. Never heard of anything like this happening. Um, it's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world, so I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I've never heard of anything like this happening. At first, I thought, I'm like, is she dreaming? You know, because they never showed her mentioning anything in the Kenya about her sexuality. It never showed her having a conversation with the boy she went out on a date with, and he was in the room as well. So I I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But as the scene was going on, we hear Kanan in the background saying, um, you know, people always question why Juke was the way she was, how she becomes so cold hearted. You know, this 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 is the start of it. You know, this is a Juke been through some shit. You know, so at this point, they just saying, you know, she's sinning and you know, she's not being the person God wants her to be, but then it cuts to the next scene. And we go to the restaurant and we got Rock working on Cartier again. She's sitting there looking all pretty. He trying to showboat on the phone, talking shit to Trey Mott, whose homeboy Abraham then got caught up with a gun charge and he's stuck on ice. So they call in Cartier for some help. And he like, you know, y'all niggas been getting too close to the sun. Chill for a minute, sit on ice. So Rock just takes it all in, sitting there taking all that game in from Cartier. So... We go back to Kenya's house. And like I said, at first, I didn't know what was going on because it was like a different show. So I'm like, is it she dreaming? Like, I was confused. But they holding her down. They making her watch porn of, you know, men and women. And they paddling her, like, beat, you know, popping her hand every time the two women come on the thing. Like, this was a fucked up scene. And the way she looked at Kenya broke my heart. You know, they how they was holding her down. You got the whole room watching her. Even little dude she went on a date with was there. You know, this was just, like I said, I ain't never, I've been, been going to church my whole life. I ain't never heard of no shit like this. This was some, this was like some exorcism, you know, cult type. This was different. 
this was different. And, and my heart broke for Juke. My heart broke for Juke. And shout out to the uh, actress Haley. She she can act her ass off, and everything she goes through, she pulls you in. You know, like the emotions she bring out, her singing, her acting. She, I see her career going so far. She is very very talented. So after that very heartbreaking, harsh scene, we go to a little comic relief. You know, we Marvin gonna always bring that comedy out, and he calling the hospital. <laughs> He like, I was wondering if, if anybody came in, you know, with a gunshot and shit. <laughs> they like, well, who are you calling about? What's the patient's name? And he like, you know, it, it, it's my friend. He like mostly white. And they like, sir, do you, you know, I'm sure the receptionist was confused as I was. And he like, you know, I can't give up a name. It's that confidentiality shit. You know, you know, my white friend, he might've got shot or some shit. He kind of white. <laughs> oh my god i love marvin marvin is my favorite character because i don't know i love rock too but marvin just brings that comic relief like marvin he 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 he, he brings it each time each scene so we go into the next scene and we go to the precinct now we go into the captain's office and howard goes in there playing chess with burke's career and he like cap you got time he like, no, I ain't got no time. That ain't never stopped none of you motherfuckers before. <laughs> I got to like this captain. But he tells him, you know, Burke's been snooping, you know, in his past cases. And we also see Howard. We also see what Howard put in Nicole's father's ear last episode. Because the captain goes on to tell him, like, Burke said enough shit. Because, you know, the uh, girl's parents been coming in here talking about they heard that she's been giving young girls drugs. Now, I'm sure that her sexuality might come into this. And, you know, this is the early 90s. This show is early 90s. Coming from the 80s, it was a different time. So, you know, if they go far with this, talking about she was giving young girls drugs and then her own sexuality come out, that could get Burke fired. This is a different time. So and it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing play out. So Burke needs to chill out like the captain told her. So... We see Howard was playing chess. He knew exactly what to do and what to go put in um, Nicole's father's ear. So we go to the next scene to apartment 407 and Kanan goes to see Famous who's been looking for Crown because, you know, he living at an apartment. Crown got him and Crown and went missing in action and now the owner's looking for him. And Famous tells, you know, Kanan what Rock did to his cougar. So Kanan runs straight over to Cougar Polymer house. Now she shook. <laughs> she over there shook. She's like, I can't talk to you no more, Kanan. <laughs> she got every lock added to the door. <laughs> so she ends up opening it up and she tell, you know, tells him, like, look, to be honest, I already knew who you was before I stepped to you. But your mama said no, it come too much drama with you. We can't do this no more. Now Palomar put it on Kanan, you know what I'm saying? So he a little whip. So we see a little craziness coming out of Kanan. He almost broke down that damn door. So we starting to see Kanan become Kanan Stark that we knew in original power. Because he almost broke down that damn door. He a little whipped over Palomar. And, and Rock got her shook, rightfully so. So when he goes back to Famous Crib, his nosy ass going through his bag. And he done found the daddy test. So he goes to questioning him about that. 
Now we go into the next scene, to the memorial for Marco. And Mr. Baselli is asking Unique what he knows about Marco's death. Now Unique stands solid. He stands solid. He does not say a word about what he knows about Marvin having anything to do with the home invasion. So after that, we go to the studio. And what do you know? Zisa wants to fuck. <laughs> Lulu ain't in the mood. But when that song come on and DJ Moden played her song, they get it on. All I can say is you better jump on that thing, Zisa. So we go to the next scene. And Bert gets called into the captain's office. Now, Howard plays it cool. Like, he probably only want to talk to you about overtime. Everybody out was getting cut. So, when she goes in there, captain, he puts her in check. Now, I have to say, I like this captain. He like, keep your head down and do your fucking job. <laughs> and that's why they called me captain. After he puts her in her place, she walks back out. She tells Howard, like, it wasn't for no overtime he wanted to talk to me about. But Howard already knew that. Howard playing chess with her career, like I said before. She should have, she needs to, she needs to stop. She needs to stop. She needs to stop. Now, after that, we see Rock goes to work to get Abraham bailed out of jail. See, that phone call that Cartier got, she was taking all that information in. So now she calling down to the police station and she got somebody working on it to get Abraham out because she want to get his D.C. supply. So she trying to get Tremont and, uh, and Abraham in D.C. to come on her team. So she about to get him, you know, off that gun charge. And we're going to see how that play out because Cartier don't look like nobody to mess with. So... She could be taking, you know, sitting back, soaking up game, and they could expand together, but instead she's going behind his back. So we're going to see if Cartier, will he cracked up to be or all talk. We'll see how that plays out. Now, she meets up with Kanan at the new house. When they get in there, it's a little awkward. He has his guard up, but he asks her straight out, like, why she stepped to Palomar like that. And then he brings up Scrappy and tells, you know, her that his mama rolled up. Now she um she tells him that's a grown ass woman. And you was not the first teenage boy she's been with. So he throws a jab at her and he like <sighs> she like, look, you might think this is right, but he like, you don't know how I felt. I, I, I did nothing happen. I didn't want to happen, but maybe you do know. So he throws a little jab talking about her and Howard and the age difference. Now, if we go back to season one, remember season one, when all of it came out, Howard said she lied about her age too. I have, I'm going to go back and watch that. But I remember he was like, and I remember you saying you were 17 because he was like 26 at the time. Of course that don't make it right. But I want to say she lied about her age I don't know how she was a CI, so I'm, I know that's probably going to come out in the next two episodes for sure. But he throws a jab at her, and she has to put him in his place. She ducks the scrappy question real quick. You know, she ducks that. So he like he tells her he needs space. He going to be staying at Famous Crib. And she like, so you acting like this because I stepped to a rapist, bitch? <laughs> Man, I love Rock. <clears throat> but we steady see tension is growing between her and Kanan and if they gonna keep it true to power form and this is the prequel you know it's something about 
the power universe killing their daddies. Did it start with Kanan killing his mama? Will Kanan take out Raquel? Who knows? Something made him cold. And in original power, he told Tariq, some say you ain't a killer till you kill something you love, even though he killed Sean. But did he kill his mother? Who knows? In original power, he did tell Ghost when he got out of jail, he just got done from seeing his moms. So we'll see. But we know in the future power, Rock wasn't around, Lulu wasn't around, Marvin wasn't around. We seen where Juke went, but, you know, we just have to be patient and see what happened to him because I am in no rush. I want them to take their time. They already been picked up for season three because out of all the power spinoffs, this one is my favorite. So moving along, um, Marvin rose up at Rock's crib and jukebox is in the backyard she's burning up everything kenya brought her and she's dressed back like the old jukebox she got the braids to the back she got you know her style clothes on and she just looked so hurt so before they can talk it cuts to well she tells them that she's burning up everything kenya got her and it cuts to the next scene where Kanan can't find famous so he goes to stay the night with howard howard lets him in you know he lets him straight in he just tells him he needs somewhere to stay for the night. So when Baselli and his crew find punk ass Dominic, he in the hospital. He gets to run in his mouth, talking about it was a hit from that nigga bitch brother, the one with the pillow on his head. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit was racist, but it was funny. <laughs> he goes to talking and he like, you know, I would die for you, Sal. Oh, you did die, motherfucker. You died for Sal, all right. So when Sal walked out the room, he went straight Joe Pesci on us. He like, that piece of shit doesn't make it to tomorrow. And reach out to that nigga queen of queens. <laughs> Me and her only. Man, we said, that. like I said, it was racist hell, but that shit was funny. And at the same time, it's true to form because that's how the Italians used to talk. So... Um, we see Rock. She's looking into Kanan's room, all sad, you know. And Patina Miller looked so beautiful right there. They just had her looking, you know, no makeup or nothing, just standing there. Patina Miller is killing this role, but she's sitting there looking at the empty room, like, dang, my son is not here. And she looked so sad. So it goes into the next scene, and we got Marvin and Jukebox visiting Kenya's crib. So, you know, Marvin steps to Kenya and she like, well, she's sinning. He like, what the fuck you know about sinning? You the one who left your left me and your daughter to go jump on some ball, baller's dick. Like I told y'all, they keeping a lot of stuff true to form. Remember the baller uh, who played for the Knicks, Anthony Mason? <laughs> and how he was, they said, uh, Biggie's song, I Got a Story to Tell, was about him. And, uh in the season one when him and lulu got into that fight he said your baby mama left you for a knicks player so i think that's a little play on that but um after he made that jab to her she smacked the shit out of marvin marvin was about to hit her jukebox ran out that car she like dad <laughs> you know and she cut she cut ties with kenya she left kenya there crying uh they got in the car you know i enjoyed watching marvin have his daughter's back and i enjoyed her letting him you know uh I, I'm I I loved it their moments in this episode because he really has been trying. So it cuts to the next scene and Howard and Kanan they talk over toast in the morning, and you know what I'm saying he like I ain't, he now he know that he crawling with rock because he like why you come here he like my mama was I don't want to be nowhere around my mama, so 
he ends up leaving out the back door because he don't want nobody seeing him leave out of 5 Oak Crib. So it cuts to the next scene, and Burke, she just don't stop. She approaches Rock while she's apple shopping, and Rock puts her in her place real quick. Her and her stringy hair. Girl, man, Rock, <laughs> Rock like, look, I don't know who you think you is, but bitch. <laughs> so the next scene, I loved it, this scene. Um, it was with Jukebox and Marvin. They're in the car, and he was trying so hard. And Juke like, look, I hear you, but just not today. Not not today, dad. And he like, it just meant enough for you to even call me dad again, you know. And he like, I'll hit you later. I mean, I mean, I'll call you later. And, and you know, they dapped it up at the end. I enjoyed that moment. And I'm hoping that they get to continue their conversation. And she lets him apologize. <sighs> I'm saying nothing happened to Marvin. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But, you know, and then we see him in the car. He's beating himself up because of what he said about, you know, he's like, you know, words matter. He shouldn't have said hit you up, you know. But, you know, I really enjoyed that scene. So I love Marvin. We get another cousin moment between Jukebox and Kanan. Uh, he tells her he's leaving. She lets him know, like, look, Rock love you, Kanan. She love you. And he like, yeah, but that love always come with some bull. So, you know, we always love the Kanan and Jukebox moments, especially on how we know their demise. So <clears throat> after that, Rock meets up with Lou, Marvin, and what she call him? The Mafia Whisper. <laughs> So Unique tells her, you know, you want to know what's going on? Ask, ask Marvin. Now Marvin ends up coming clean, telling her about, you know, the hit with Tony. And all Rock can say is, no, Marvin. No. Hell no. But it cuts to the next scene before we can see what she's going to do about it. So it made you wonder. And it goes to Kanan reading over the papers that Howard gave him and he's reading it thoroughly and he just has a look of shock on his face, a look of anger, a look of confliction. Like he's just, you know, I want to know everything that was on the paper, all the details. Does it have the details of, you know, how he got with Rock or why they were calling her a CI? So I'm sure that will come out next episode from the trailer. Now Rock meets up with Big Sal. And they meet up at the bowling alley. They have small talk about how he married his wife. Talk about, you know, how he couldn't play tennis. But then they get straight to it. He like, my son, Marco was a fuck up, but that was my son. And I'm not going to ask you for son because your son because he's a boy. But that would make us completely even, you know. But Marvin got to go. Rock stands ten toes down. She like, look, I'm sorry for your loss, but my brother hired your son to do a job. The job didn't go as well, but he ain't kill your son. Now my condolences, <laughs> you know, rocks. She look, she she held it down, and I respected it. Now, um, Mr. Baselli wasn't feeling that. Hell, he like, why are you so fucking mean? <laughs> Is it because you're in a woman? You're a woman in a man's dominated business. <laughs> he like, you're just so fucking mean. <laughs> My girl rocks bit them bars to him. She like, you just like a nigga. And, you know, she like, like I said, we gonna pay what we owe, but my brother ain't going nowhere. Now, like I said, my condolences. And, you know, she walks out and he gives his people the nod to go ahead with the job. 
Now, I liked it how Rock handled it. I liked it on how, you know, of course, she's mad at Marvin, but I loved on how she stood up. We're like, nah, you ain't you ain't taking my brother out. You know what I'm saying? But Mr. Baselli's still a mobster, so he gave up not to go ahead and do what it do. Now, we also see the police uh, find Crown's body. So we're going to see where that leads to. If that's the downfall for Lou, I doubt it. But we're going to see. Now, Marvin, he's had a breakthrough with Juke. Of course, he wants to go share it with Miss Renee, who's helped him, you know, do a turnover, you know. And, you know, they're attracted to each other. We see a chemistry going. So he goes to talk to her. They go for a walk. She looks happy to see him. He's being as charming as always. And as they're, you know, talking, everything seems to be going smooth. All you hear is a Marvin. Then you hear Ice Cube's song coming on. Damn. I don't think Marvin did, y'all. I, I don't think. I, that's my. I don't think Marvin did. I think possibly Miss Renee could be gone. I don't think Marvin is dead. I hope Marvin ain't dead. If Marvin did, I'm be pissed off. <laughs> I mean, of course, we know something happened to him, Lou and Rock, from the original power. But I don't think Marvin is dead. But I could be wrong. That's my theory. Renee, whew, he could have pushed her out the way. She could just be shot really bad. Who knows? I mean, he could still be living and just be shot. You know, who knows? But I don't think Marvin is dead. Renee is 50-50. Maybe she was the collateral damage. But we're going to see. We're going to see. And we're going to see a war breaking out. I'm about to play the trailer. Um, We'll talk about that. This episode was fire. This was, I mean, I... <sighs> It, it gets better and better this show is so realistic it's so real it's one of my favorite ones but i give it a 10 out of 10 we starting to see how juke became juke because you know season one we like dang how did they get so cold how did they get so distant we still don't know how her and Kanan got so distant and i'm not rushing it because I, I want more story to tell you know i don't want to rush this this series like we get all the answers and it's no show so i want the writers to take their time and the writers are doing a magnificent job but we starting to see how Kanan became Kanan and how he is you know he's he's rock son and rock cold as hell so we gonna see we gonna see but let's go ahead and play this trailer and then i have a sleeper for you guys i hope you enjoyed this recap here's the trailer for next week I need you. All right, that was the trailer for next week. It's called Antitrust. That's episode nine. We got two more episodes to go. Um, I don't think Marvin is dead. They didn't show him in a the trailer. They didn't mention anything about it, but I don't think Marvin is dead. Renee, uh, who knows? But it shows Baselli going to Unique, asking about Rock's business, and he like, I don't know nothing. So we see Baselli is pissed off, talking about he don't handle disappointment well. So I see an alliance going on with Rock and Unique, and Unique having their back. They have a very uh, tricky relationship. Rock and Unique. And one thing about Unique, he understand business is business, but they have a, a respect for each other, even on how he stood up for Marvin. So I see Unique and Rock 
they have an alliance and they might go up go up against war with Baselli and his crew. Um, we show Lou pulling out a gun on one of the Italian guys. We also see Cartier saying he wants to buy into Rock's organization. But Rock been going behind his back, so we're gonna see how that play out. And we see Cartier is not to be fucked with. He's supposed to be dangerous, he's supposed to be the man, he's supposed to be, you know, a big boss. So we're gonna see uh how that play out he got a thing for rock but rock is all about playing chess as well we also see Kanan step to howard like you no know, that's his dad but that changes everything so hopefully we get more of a backstory on what really happened with him and rock and we're gonna see on how it play out with him and howard's relationship because in the original power when him and ghost was talking one time when they was talking about teresi coming into tommy's life him and uh ghost was talking and you know he was saying he ain't had no dad in his life you know so we're gonna see how it play out we're gonna see how it play out we're gonna see how he handled being a cop son instead of defcon son because defcon was this big dope dealer he had a big reputation to follow up behind that name came with respect so i expect episode nine to be nothing but straight fire this season has been amazing shout out to the writers shout out to the writers shout out to everybody you know the acting is brilliant this show is amazing so we're gonna keep it like we've been doing showing love to joey badass who plays unique he has a new album out i think it's the uh a dope album one of the best albums um this year it's you know 2022 but it puts you in that 90s hip-hop it's just so good and he used a lot of samples so this is one of us off of joey badass album 2000 make sure you guys stream it here it is right here Stop in my game, niggas can't show enough. Me and Juice wanted to say, fuck 
in the summertime. Right. I know they wishing they was one of us. Why? Cause we living in the lapping up. Money to the track, got them lapping up. I know I got my money right, so I'm acting up. Well, I know they wishing they was one of us. Cause we living in the lapping up. Slipping money to the track, got them lapping up. I know I talk a lot of shit, cause I can bag it up. Go insane, nigga, kill my old pyrex. In the kitchen, working two souls. Yeah, emerge from the dirt. Had to make a way. It was dark days, but now was better way. Used to watch cars, go to matinees. Now I'm pulling out a hundred just to go and play. I'm the type to let the bad bitch walk away. Cause that ain't my main focus, I'm on bigger things. Might get a hit done, let it try to force you. Ten thousand in my sock and no rocket shorts. Shoes up, I got my life in order. Slide your BK and then drop with your job. I told baby I'm a different breed. Me chasing me shit, she be chasing heat. In Philly, but while I'm eating the Philly cheese, we living that life, niggas, what I believe. I know they wish they was one of us, cause we living in the lap of love. Stepping money to the track, got a lap up. I know I got my money right, so I'm acting up. I know they wish they was one of us Cause we living in a lap of lush Stepping honeys in the strut, got them lapping up I know I talk a lot of shit cause I can bag it up Alright, that was off that Joey Badass album 2000, one of us, make sure you stream it um, we're going into a new week. It's been a beautiful weekend. It's been a busy weekend for me. This last two weeks has just been crazy. Um, remember guys, depression is at all time high. <clears throat> it really is. Try to protect your energy. If you have anybody in your life who is an enemy to your energy, uh, politely dismiss them. I don't care who it is. You know, if it's somebody who's bringing you down, somebody who's distracting you, well, you got goals. Don't get distracted. Sometimes you have to release people and say, I wish you well, but I have to put myself first. Um, something might not be going your way, but it's okay. If God woke you up and gave you another day, you keep pushing forward. Sometimes we fall down, but that only makes us more resilient. You know, um, it's never too late to go after a dream. As long as you got air, <laughs> as long as you breathing, you know what I'm saying? You're blessed. So I want you guys to stay up. Go out for your dreams. The sky is the limit. Stay prayed up. Stay focused. And, you know, depression is high. So find somebody to talk to if you need somebody to talk to. It's helplines you can call. It's so much going on in this world. I just enjoy talking to you guys, being able to come on here and pod. I have my days as well, and I have to give myself pep talks. But I just want you guys to know I thank you for your support. I love you. Go after your dreams. The sky is the limit. And then sometimes in, in difficult situations, blessings come out of that. You know, God puts us through certain things and to show us and to remove things that we don't need in our life and to, you just have to trust this process. So I just want you guys to know you guys are dope. I love you guys. I thank you for your support. If you have anything you're working on and you want me to shout it out, all you have to do is hit me up. I will shout it out happily. I want us all to win. Go into this week and strive for the best i will be on all next weekend for our you marathon and i will be back on for raising canaan episode 9 and 10 i don't know what's going on with stars and 50 he just wrapped up his deal but wherever fifth go i go we support everything 50 cent over here and if you want an inspiring story look into 50 cent story this man 
defeated all odds. He was against all odds. He was blackballed. He had been shot. And look at where he's at now. That's why he inspires me so much. And I support everything he does. Courtney Kemp's story is beautiful. Like she had got fired from the Bernie Mac show. And look at her now. So when her shows get to coming on Netflix, we're going to break them down, dissect them scene by scene like we do over here and support Courtney Kemp. Like they inspire me as a writer, you know, and I'm coming out with my first book and can't wait to share this with you guys. They inspire me. And then, you know, when I'm, I have my days too. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but I just tell you, keep it up, keep moving. Don't let nobody bring you down and, and choose yourself, choose happiness. We only get one life. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Help you enjoy the show with your girl Shanice.